this gospel parable frightens me. I'll explain why in a moment. In his first apostolic exhortation, The Joy of the Gospel, Pope Francis wrote, How can it be that it is not a news item when an elderly homeless person dies of exposure, but it is news when the stock market loses two points? The Pope's point is clear. Oftentimes, the accumulation of material wealth and our focus on worldly things takes precedence over the dignity of the human person, especially the poorest and most vulnerable in our world. In this parable that we just heard, the rich man and Lazarus, the rich man's sin was not that he was wealthy. There's nothing intrinsically wrong with having wealth or having nice things or having a nice meal. The rich man's sin was that he was so self-absorbed that he didn't even acknowledge the poor man, Lazarus, at his door. And an important note, this is the only parable that Jesus tells us where he actually gives a name to someone, Lazarus. He names the poor man. This rich man was so consumed by his wealth that he didn't even recognize those in need around him. He didn't acknowledge Lazarus at his door, laying down, crippled with sores. On our sign this week, the sign on the corner of Elm and Cross Streets, we have the following saying. At the heart of every sin is the letter I. The rich man is an example of this. He's put himself at the center. He's only interested in himself, in his own pleasure, in his own comfort. And this makes him oblivious to the needs of those around him. You see, that's what sin does. Sin hardens our hearts to the needs of those around us. Sin encloses us within ourselves. You and I can easily fall into the same trap of the rich man, and if we're honest, we most likely do. I know that I do. That's why I said that when I read this gospel, and as I prayed with this gospel this week, I was frightened by it. I'm frightened because I know how often I can give in to the temptation of making myself the center of the universe, being self-absorbed, being oblivious to the needs of those around us, around me. And I'm frightened because Jesus makes it clear in this parable, and it's clear throughout Scripture, that I will be judged by the Lord on how I treat people in this life, especially, especially the poor. Just read Matthew 25, the last judgment. At the heart of every sin is the letter I. So what's the remedy? How can we be liberated from our self-absorption? As always, the answer is 
Jesus. When we have an authentic, deep friendship with Jesus, he liberates us from our selfishness. When we have a deep friendship with the Lord, he prompts us to live selflessly, to serve, to focus on others, to recognize the dignity of every person that we encounter. Remember, the life of Jesus was, and remains in eternity, a life of self-giving, self-emptying. And so when we live our lives in friendship with Jesus, the consequence is that we too live a life of self-giving. So how does this look, practically speaking, in our, in our own lives? Well, one example, one way is that is this takes shape is in the church's constant teaching on what is called the preferential option for the poor. The preferential option for the poor. The Catechism of the Catholic Church, we read, those who are oppressed by poverty are the object of a preferential love on the part of the church, which, since her origin and in spite of the failings of many of her members, has not ceased to work for their relief, defense, and liberation. In the the Vatican II document, Gaudium et Spes, we read, in his use of things, man should regard the external goods He legitimately owns, not merely as exclusive to himself, but common to others also, in the sense that they can benefit others as well as himself. (coughs) It's what we call, and what the church teaches, called the universal destination of goods. It's different than the universal distribution of goods promoted by socialism. The universal destination of goods means that God has blessed creation with enough for everyone. You and I who have been blessed with abundance are called in charity to give of that abundance. You know, when, when Francis was elected Pope, his friend, Cardinal Humus, whispered in his ear, Do not forget the poor. Do not forget the poor. That's a question for us. Do I make caring for the poor a priority in my life? Christ reveals to us that every gift that I have, I am meant to be able to share that abundance with others. But the poor are not just materially poor. As St. Teresa of Calcutta once said, there are many people in the world dying for a piece of bread, but there are many more dying for a little love. I think this parable prompts us to ask the question, who are the Lazaruses in our midst? It's the family that's struggling to put food on the table. It's the lonely elderly person in our neighborhood who never seems to have visitors. It's the young person who is struggling to fit in. It's the immigrant and the refugee who are often demonized but are simply seeking a better life for their families. It's the single pregnant woman who is afraid about how she will provide for her unborn child. 
we are called to recognize the Lord in each of these situations. This week, I want to invite you to prayerfully consider how you are being called to serve the poor. Yes, the materially poor, but also the spiritually and emotionally poor. And then let's commit to doing it. I want to end my homily with a a prayer that I was moved to write as I prepared this homily this week. Lord Jesus, in the midst of our busyness, in the midst of being preoccupied with our lives, we often fail to acknowledge each person who crosses our path, each person who comes into our lives. We get self-absorbed, and we don't bother to reach out to those in need. There are so many poor people in our lives that need you, that need love and attention, and we often fail to give it to them because of our selfishness. Lord, we don't want to live selfish lives. A selfish life leads to sadness. Lord, we want to live selflessly like you, modeled on the love that you showed us as you gave your life for us. And so, Jesus, we pray that you liberate us. Liberate us from our selfishness. Open our eyes to the dignity of every person we encounter and enable us to serve them. For in serving them, we are really serving you. Amen.